Biden is planning to send the director of the CIA to broker a deal between Israel and Hamas because no one eases tensions in the Middle East quite like the CIA. Ah. The hilarity ensues at Saturday Night Live as it did night before last. What was the uh, word that they objected to? Debanking. Debanking. They don't have access to the internet. They're at uh, New York City. They're still waiting for the Democrats to get them high-speed internet so they can look things up. You know how they are. Well, happy Monday to you and welcome. I I hope that you're not a Detroit Lions fan as as I was yesterday or a Baltimore Ravens fan as as I was yesterday. However, we did turn that uh, Taylor Swift cutaway thing into a drinking game. Every time they cut away to Taylor Swift, you've got a, you know, drink. You can make it the drink of your choice. It can be tequila shots, but it doesn't have to be tequila shots. The Taylor Swift drinking game. And uh, I'm told that she's not going to be there for the Super Bowl, which I'm not sure what that might mean. But the songstress, she's a songstress, right? All over the news uh, and uh, her uh, team, Kansas City. And look, I like Kansas City uh, Chiefs, too. Uh, but I was I was kind of hoping for a Detroit Baltimore <laughs> Super Bowl. I uh, yeah, and I I didn't really lose any money on it because I don't bet money on football. Because why would you? I don't think that'd make a lot of sense. That's me. I'm old fashioned. So we've got uh, we've got a lot of things. Joe Biden spoke over the weekend, and he should never do that, as you know. And we didn't have any Kamala. Didn't speak, did she? I, I didn't notice any Kamala saying anything at all. But uh, that's not really the big news. The big news, three Americans, three American military members killed, murdered by Iran. Uh, They were in Jordan, and the numbers vary. At least 34 other Americans wounded. Maybe it's 36. Maybe it's 38. And seven or eight Americans had to be medevaced out in addition to the three that were killed by the drone attack in Jordan. They call it a suicide drone it's not really a suicide drone. It's a murder drone. It's not. It's nobody in it. Uh, it's not a kamikaze. That's a suicide drone. But what we have here is Iran. And Joe Biden, he was out there and he tried to talk about it. But now the White House can't make microphones that work. They can't put the president of the United States at a podium, uh, put a microphone in his hand that actually works so that people can hear what the leader of the free world is saying when we're talking war and peace but honestly, the more advanced our technology gets, the, um, the worse our technology gets. It's, uh, it's pretty extraordinary. Joe Biden trying to talk, and he's talking to a microphone. He's got it pressed right up against his lips. He's like Mr. Microphone. Uh, hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. But nobody can hear him because we live in a third world version of the United States of America because the left is in charge of everything, and they destroy everything that they touch, just saying. And, uh, and they're a crime wave. They're a crime wave, too. But we've got the, uh, the latest attack by, we keep saying Iran proxies. The Iran proxies in Iraq, the Iran proxies in Syria, the Iran proxies in Yemen, the Iran proxies in Lebanon, the Iran proxies in the Gaza, the Iran proxies in the West Bank. I think Iran is a problem. I think they're a problem shot. And now there's some push by some Republicans, at least, to say, well, it's time we stopped uh, pussyfooting around here. Can you say that on the radio? 
and uh, hit Iran proper, not just the proxies here and there, since that's obviously not having much of an effect. Uh, and the uh, the Democrats, they're very upset. And the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff said, oh, well, what do they want, an all-out war? Well, what do you call it when the U.S. and Western interests are being attacked by Lebanon, the Gaza, Syria, uh, actors in Syria and Iraq and, and uh, uh, Yemen? Let's not leave out Yemen and the Houthis. What do you call that? We had uh, two Navy SEALs killed in the uh, Yemen situation. Now we've had three more service members killed in Jordan. Uh, and, you know, they're there hunting ISIS because there are still remnants of ISIS. Remember under Barack Obama, ISIS created a caliphate the size of Great Britain. And uh, they started out in a van down by the river. And by the time Obama was done, they had a caliphate the size of Great Britain. President Trump came in, shrunk ISIS back down, not to a caliphate the size of Great Britain, but to a gang of bloodthirsty ghouls in a van down by the river, shrunk them again. But we're uh, still there combating these radical Islamic jihadis because the jihad is on. And it's, uh, you know, it's not up to us whether the jihad is on. We can only respond to the jihad, unfortunately, uh, hunt the jihadis and kill them which is good sport for everyone involved. But uh, Iran keeps attacking and attacking and attacking. And yes, they're Iran's proxies. But the key word there is Iran, not proxies. And we've got that going on. And when Joe Biden says, oh, they'll buzz it and he's uh, babbling, he inspires uh, the confidence of no one. And the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, well, what do you want to, you know, what do you want to bomb people? Uh, I'm embarrassed for everyone. Uh, so we've got that going on. Yes, we do, certainly. Uh, also, the United Nations, our beloved, wonderful United Nations, they and we have been funding, we are the primary uh, funder, uh, this United Nations Relief Agency, and it turns out at least a dozen of the people that we've been paying in the Gaza to provide relief to the troglodytes they engaged in the uh, murderous, barbarous attack of October 7th. And, um, and now, uh, gosh, that's it. We're going to stop funding this agency that has terrorists everywhere that mutilate women with butcher knives and uh, things, you know. But never mind that. Uh, so we, uh, we now are going to allegedly, for the time being, stop funding this United Nations Agency, I think you know how I feel about this. The United Nations building in New York should be converted to condos or possibly a co-op, you know, because they like co-ops in New York, too. Uh, put some balconies on that thing and kick those people out. They could have a meeting in Geneva or someplace else, maybe The Hague, where most of them should probably be on trial. Uh, but these are remarkable things. The United Nations is a disgrace to the concept of the United Nations because, because you know, they are them. They're not on our side. They're, uh, it's really, it's a, a run by third world despots, dictators, bad guys, anti-Semites. Oh, speaking of Ilhan Omar, she, uh, Ilhan Omar, well-known anti-Semite, and uh, she's a soft jihad. She's a member of the soft jihad, cultural jihad. Ilhan Omar, she's a Democrat in good standing. She walks around with that glassy-eyed, loony smile on her face like, uh, you know, she has a butcher knife in her hand, hiding behind her back. 
uh, every time you look at the crazy glint in her eye. But she was uh, giving a speech, and um, she was bragging about how she is a Somali first, a Somali first, and a Muslim or Muslima. I like to say Muslima because it's culturally sensitive. A Muslima second, a Muslim woman second. And um, never did she mention, and I'm an American. You know, she her family is only alive because the United States saved her family, pulled them out of the desert. Otherwise, today, there would be scorpions crawling over the, the, the dry bones of her family that had been bleached by the sun out in the desert after the jackals were done with them. But uh, she's, I would say, generally speaking, very unappreciative of the role that the United States of America has played in her life and the life of her family. But that's, uh, you know, that's your Democrat Party for you. And I've got that for you, even though she's not speaking English. But we have it in the translation that she is a Somali first, a Muslim woman, Muslima second. And nowhere in there does she say, and I'm a proud American and thankful to America, saving my family so there are no scorpions crawling over the sun-bleached bones of my family. Uh, but never mind that. Not very grateful. I think it would be kind of uh, typical of the Democrat Party today, for that matter. So we, uh, we've got those items for you. Plus... Why are the Democrats still supporting Islamist groups that hate Israel, is the headline at the New York Post. That's a fair question, I think. Why are, when did the Democrat Party become genocidal anti-Semites and pro-Jihad? You know, the Jihadis are not exactly liberal, are they? They don't, they don't believe in health care for all, unless that means plunging giant knives into the tracheas, of, if that constitutes health care. And the at least 12 U.N. agency, relief agency, involved in the October 7th attacks. Now, a number of countries have withdrawn, I think a total of 12 countries, including us, have withdrawn funding for this, this terrorist front group, the UNRWA, UNRWA. Shut up, you're fired. Cancel it. Get rid of it. Oh, sure, one little genocidal attack and they lose funding. Uh, the Democrats will be upset about that. They'll be uh, in favor of refunding the terrorist group, as they always are with Iran. You know, number one funders of Iran, Barack Obama and Joe Biden, billions and billions, nay, tens of billions of dollars to Iran. And they're funding and arming and training and equipping all of the proxy armies, including the proxy army that murdered three American service members and Wounded 34 or 36 or 38. We, we can't know for sure because the Biden people are in charge. It's extraordinary. And our defense secretary, I'm told he's going to go back to work today. He's going back to work today, which is nice. Lloyd Austin going back to work. And our CIA director, like the little Saturday Night Live joke, our CIA director has been dispatched to the region where he's supposed to be meeting with uh, Israelis. And he's meeting with some of these people out of the UAE who are shielding Hamas leadership. Um, and you know things are going well when our chief diplomat, our Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, has been pulled from the job. Um, you know, maybe we should have Kamala do it. She could become our Middle East czar. Done such a good job as our AI czar. She's our artificial intelligence czar. And our border czar. She's our border czar. What other? She, she's the czar. And it should be czarina, of course, because I don't want to, you know, be uh, gender insulting or whatever it's called now. But uh, Kamala Harris maybe should be in charge of Middle East peace. That'll guarantee 
you know, trillions of dollars for the military-industrial complex going forward, which seems to be what this administration is really all about. So we've got all kinds of madness going on, thanks to the Democrats and the jihadis, the jihadis and the Democrats. Extraordinary stuff. Uh, And the chairman of the Joint Chiefs says the goal in the Red Sea is to deter Iran-backed Houthis. Oh, that's a great idea. Why didn't I think of that? That's uh, He's the chairman, CJCS, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. We don't hear a lot from him. I don't know if you have General Brown. Nobody hears from him. He's in hiding. Not a very public chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, to be true. Not like thoroughly modern Millie, who was, uh, was out there, you know, trying to transgenderize the military and all that good stuff. So we've got... A lot on the Middle East and the Democrats and the jihadis, and there's a lot of overlap there from Harvard to Hamas. It, uh, it continues on and on. Nancy Pelosi, she was out there talking to her pals in the news media, being fluffed, getting a tongue bath from the news media because it feels good to be a Democrat when you're in Washington. I tell you, that's, especially if you like the tongue bath, it's, it's a ritual. Nancy Pelosi claims pro-Palestinian ceasefire pro- protesters all the Democrats from Harvard and out in the streets of New York and Washington, you know, they forced the evacuation of White House staff a couple of weeks ago from the White House because the violent mob outside the White House. First time they had to evacuate since uh, Donald Trump was being attacked by the violent mob and the president and first family had to be evacuated. Uh, but Pelosi, get a load of this now. They love this. This is one of their great talking points, isn't it? Nancy Pelosi claims pro-Palestinian ceasefire protesters and we've been playing them for you forever here, are backed by Russia. That's what she says. They're backed by Russia. She wants the FBI. Remember, we used to have an FBI. She wants the FBI to investigate the Russian backing. Everybody's a Russian stooge, a Russian toad. Amazing. Who was it the other day? Justin Trudeau was saying Tucker Carlson is a Russian, Russian stooge, right? And the Democrats said Tulsi Gabbard. Hillary Clinton said... Congresswoman Democrat, uh, U.S. Army officer, Tulsi Gabbard, is a Russian uh, stooge, Russian uh, operative. Amazing stuff. In the meantime, Democrat teachers in New York City teaching pro-Palestinian genocidal anti-Semitic propaganda to the kids in school. They got a song for them, The Wheels on the Bus. It's the wheels on the tank go go round and round, and you got to kill the Jews. That's what the teachers are sharing with the kids in public schools, and they don't know what to do about What should we do? Well, you fire them is what you do. Pretty straightforward. You could wait for them to blow up the school, I guess. But And keep in mind that while Iran is attacking us and killing our people, the U.S., the Biden administration, the CIA, warned Iran ahead of time that they had a terror attack coming at the tomb of Qasem Soleimani. Why are the Democrats not on our side? Amazing stuff. We got Snoop Dogg and Taylor Swift, and we've got crime and mayhem because the Democrats. We got all kinds of amazing stuff for you today. We are at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. All right, I have an update for you. And the update is that I can give out the phone number all I want this morning, but she's a broke, she's a no work, she's a no good, just like a Joe Biden's brain. That call screening, that's not working. Because I think it's the NSA, is it the NSA? Could be the uh, the so-called intelligence community, I'm not uh, entirely sure. But uh, you can call in, but she's a no work, so don't bother. We, uh, we've alerted the engineering staff, which uh, is going to go get breakfast and, you know, then maybe uh, shop a little and then come back and to the station and take a look at it and see if there's anything they can do uh, to fix it. But nothing urgent there. The <laughs> Normally I would give out the phone number again now, but I shouldn't because she's a broke. She's no good. So I got that going. Now, let's get to, because there are a great many stories to get to today, Joe Biden Joe Biden called Donald Trump over the weekend the sitting president. He called President Trump the sitting president. He also said uh, President Trump refused to go to a military cemetery, and he called our troops losers and what else? And suckers. Losers and suckers. Now, you may remember the the, uh, Washington Post wrote, Trump says there are 25 witnesses disputing the Atlantic disputing the Atlantic, it's the Atlantic that uh, naturally high journalistic standards at the Atlantic, and they said Trump called the uh, losers and uh, suckers uh, our troops. And Joe Biden is still repeating that. He's going around repeating that. Uh, Trump denies calling U.S. troops losers and suckers, but Joe Biden is still, because that's what they do. They smear and they slander people. Joe Biden also apparently, he did he say that his son Bo was killed in World War II? like storming the beaches of Normandy or something? Because he, he said in the past that his son Bo, who was a lawyer for the Army and, and spent some time in Iraq, uh, that his son died in Iraq. He, he didn't. He died later after he came home of a, a rare brain tumor. But, but never mind that. And now Joe Biden seems to be saying that he died in World War II or something. That's coming up. I would put it this way. We are at war with Iran in the Middle East and um, throughout the region. The Houthis in Yemen, that's Iran. Hezbollah in Lebanon, that's Iran. Hamas in the Gaza, that's Iran. And uh, we're playing whack-a-mole in Syria from bases in Jordan. Jordan is a comparatively friendly country in that region. We have uh, bases there. We have 300 and some odd troops in Jordan, reportedly. And uh, they they play whack-a-mole with ISIS because they're, you know, bloodthirsty ghouls that slither out of cracks in the earth uh, and uh, create hell wherever they go. And they're looking to spread it far and wide. So we go to where they are. In theory, the lesson learned from Afghanistan, that if you let al-Qaeda run free in Afghanistan, that it will lead to the next September 11, 2001. So you seek them out where they are, you confront them, 
you uh, exterminate them to the extent that that is possible, but they keep growing new ones, don't they? Oh, they blow up so soon. So we've got a low-level conflict, but three Americans killed night before last, 34, 36, or 38 wounded in a single attack using a a drone vehicle, an exploding drone vehicle. There are drones we fly over, we fire a missile, then the drone comes back and lands on an airfield. Theirs just crash into the building and blow up and kill everything that they can kill because that's what they do. A militant drone attack killed three U.S. service members and injured at least 34 more. In Jordan on Sunday, officials said, marking the first deadly military action against American troops since the war in Gaza triggered a steep rise in violence across the Middle East. So wait, their violence triggered triggered more violence. See, the Hamas terrorists attack, and the Washington Post accepts that because they just reproduce whatever the left tells them. They got, they've got four typists on this story. Pretty amazing stuff. So wait a minute, the war in Gaza triggered violence. So Hamas triggers the war, and then Hamas, funded by Iran, armed by Iran, trained by Iran, Iran funded by Joe Biden, uh, $6 billion for five hostages, and the Obama administration pallets of shrink-wrapped cash on transport planes rolling off on pallets, cash, and their euros, no less, not even American dollars. And, of course, freeing up tens of billions from accounts. And they say, well, well, it's their money. Yeah, that was frozen because they're terrorists. And they use it to kill people all over the world. So that's why we froze the assets. But, you know, Obama and Biden, they unfroze the assets. President Biden blamed the assault on groups supported by Iran. You can just uh, skip the groups supported by. It's Iran that is behind all of this, quite obviously generating immediate questions about when, where, and how, you see, forcefully the United States might respond. Speaking during a visit to South Carolina, Biden referenced the loss of three brave souls. See the uh, Washington Post there. It's a publicity outlet for the Democrat Party in the Biden White House. They never pay attention. And Saturday Night Live is, too. Saturday Night Live attacked President Trump for using a term that the— 28 writers at Saturday Night Live and all of their uh, uh, performers are unfamiliar with because they're not very bright. They smoke a lot of dope, but they don't follow the news, you know, which happens a lot. That's happening uh, an awful lot. Now, so let's get to some Joe Biden audio here. Joe Biden in South Carolina on uh, Sunday, yesterday, and he, uh, he and he's uh, playing the race card in South Carolina. That's what the Democrats are doing down there. It's racial division and Oh, we got more racial division stories. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the Super Bowl, they're going to play what they call the Black National Anthem because you can't have one national anthem for a group of people called Americans. You have to have different national anthems, the Democrat Party instructs us, based on race. I think Asians should probably come up with an Asian national anthem, don't you think? And, um, his Aleuts should have their own national anthem. This is the left cleaving the country into different sectors, and pitting us against one another. The Democrat Party and the Black National Anthem, right, at the Super Bowl. I assume they're going to also have the actual National Anthem, and then, you know, it's not the white National Anthem, it's for everybody. And, you know, so we got that going for us. 
you know, the Democrats, they have black-only graduations at Ivy League colleges and then Asian-only because everybody, you know, is in the honors program. So everybody gets uh, special awards, and it takes a lot longer when you just have the Asian graduation because of all the awards and everything. I don't want to stereotype, but that's why the people at Harvard exclude Asians from the university because they perform too well. That's a problem that they have. Uh, but let's get back because... Uh, yeah, they, they, uh, I love, the Democrats love racial division, don't they? Which is unsurprising given that they're the party of Jefferson Davis and the Confederate States of America, the party of Nathan Bedford Forrest and the KKK, the party of Jim Crow. There was no actual person named Jim Crow, but if there had been, he would have been a Democrat. There is no doubt about it. They're the party of the soft bigotry of low expectations. They're the party of racially segregated college graduations. Well, first of all, they have the historically black colleges and universities. Michael, your son is not invited to go to. All right, let's go to Joe Biden. Let's go to soundbite number four. He um, he was wrapping up because he was there to, and he's and he's there. South Carolina. This is all about race. It's why they uh, went with South Carolina and not New Hampshire, which is historically the first in the nation primary in a presidential election year, but they they said, screw that, too many white people. Too many white people there. And a lot of black people in South Carolina, and we're the party of black people, and bullwhips and plantations and lynching trees, but pay no attention to that. They're the party that snuffs out 400 out of every 1,000 African-American abortion, uh, 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 pregnancies, rather, uh, with abortion. And then they give the Margaret Sanger Award to their friends, who is a racist eugenicist, of course. So we got that uh, going for us. So let's go to Joe Biden in uh, South Carolina yesterday. Things that the Washington Post won't talk about. He's uh, talking about the Americans killed and wounded in Jordan uh, the night before. One last thing. Uh, I want to point out that uh, we had a tough day last night in the Middle East. We lost three brave souls in an attack on one of our bases. Now, we lost three brave souls. Here's, here's one of the, and I've been talking about this lately because it is, uh, uh, it warrants talking about. That's the president of the United States and the leader of the free world who can't be heard by the television cameras because the White House Communications Office, which they call WACA, W-H-C-A, uh, and uh, Communications Agency. And it's run by the military. And they uh, set up the White House Communications Office, uh, communications when they come into locations like this. So there's a podium that you might see with the presidential plaque on it and two microphones with the black fuzzy things on it. They're the most high-quality microphones and equipment you're going to find anywhere in the world. And Joe Biden was standing there with a handheld mic like he's uh, doing a Mr. Microphone commercial, and and the two microphones are on the podium, and nobody can hear him. Now, again, he's the leader of the free world delivering messages in theory about military actions in the Middle East involving American troops being killed, being attacked by Iran through their buffers, their proxies, and nobody can hear the guy. This is how third world our country has become. This is an embarrassment to the 21st century, and it's an, it's an embarrassment to people that, are, that use electricity. 
the uh, the president of the United States and the White House can't get a clean feed of audio from the leader of the free world to what they call a malt box. I was a TV producer for many years, you know, uh, to a malt box. So you have multiple outputs that the TV stations can plug into to get a clean feed of the president's audio. And they can't even make that work properly anymore because, well, we're fast-tracking the third world nation status. Just extraordinary stuff. So there he is. We lost three brave souls, and and he's mumbling and murmuring. Now, again, he's got a microphone pressed against his chin. We should be able to hear every word. But the U.S. government under Joe Biden can't make microphones work. They can't get a clean feed of the audio to the world news media. Why, you might ask? Democrats is the only answer I can come up with because uh, we are just uh, fast-tracking our third world status in every imaginable way. Amazing stuff. You may remember that uh, it is now January 29th. On January 15th, a couple of weeks ago, Joe Biden was asked, about because we're being attacked by Iran all over the place and Iran's proxies all over the place, the Houthis and Yemen and trying to cut off sea traffic to the to the Suez Canal and succeeding to a very large extent. Joe Biden on January 15th. I've already delivered the message to Iran. They know not to do anything. I've already delivered a message to Iran. They know not to do anything. All right, well, that's wrong. That's not, and we've been attacked by their proxies about 50 times since the, we've been attacked in the Iraq and uh, Jordan and Syria more than 160 times since mid-October. And the terrorist attack on the Israelis was October 7th, you may recall. But Joe Biden, I've already delivered a message to them and uh, don't do anything don't do anything? Sure. How's that working, Joe? Maybe you shouldn't have given them given them $6 billion in cash for five hostages. What do you think? Scott Pelley, Scott Pelley, with 60 Minutes, he, uh, CBS News, interviewed Joe Biden last year now, because it's January, October 10th, October 10th, and uh, Scott Pelley asked Joe Biden, about his message to Iran, and this is, I, I think the message is not getting through. I wonder what is your message what is to your Hezbollah message? and its backer, Iran? Don't. Don't, don't, don't. Don't, what? don't come across the border. Don't escalate this war. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and he fell asleep. Joe Biden was in a high chair with a bib on there and multicolored comfy socks. His legs were swinging back and forth. He had a spoon in his hand, and he began pounding on the, the high chair. He, uh, Joe Biden is not up to the task of being president, and Kamala Harris is not up to the task. And our news media was supposed to make all of that clear when Joe Biden was running for president. And not a doctor, Jill Biden, should have made sure that he didn't run for president because he is not up to it. Anyone can see that. So don't, don't, don't. How's that don't, don't, don't warning working out? And... Uh, that was from October 10th. Then on January 15th, he's already delivered a message. Don't do anything. I, I don't think it's working. Maybe it's cruise missile time. Just saying. Kamala Harris, you may recall, 
was asked after Scott Pelley asked Joe Biden, he said, don't, don't, don't. And never one for original thinking, Kamala came up with this. And what's the message to Iran? Don't. As President Biden said, just don't. Exactly. One word. Pretty straightforward. Uh, for Joe Biden, it was three words. But when he puts an ellipsis, and when he sees an ellipsis in the teleprompter, he also reads, period, period, period. 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 I told you not to put an ellipsis in the teleprompter. You know he reads what's, whatever's in the teleprompter. He's our anchorman president. Amazing. Now, yesterday, the chairman of the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff, he's our top general, and he was on with Martha Raddatz on ABC News, uh, and Martha asked him, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, about, now, uh, the, the thing is, this, this interview wasn't actually yesterday. The interview was done last week before the latest attack where Americans were killed, which is one of the hazards when you pre-record newsy interviews that things can change. And by the way, our Secretary of Defense, who is also a retired, a retired four-star general, and the, and the spokesman at the Pentagon is now a two-star general. These used to be all civilian jobs, Secretary of Defense, white uh, Pentagon spokesman, but never mind that. So here's Martha Raddatz, or Martha Radetz, as they say in Washington. Martha Raddatz talking to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, General Brown. When you walk this fine line of not wanting it to escalate, what would you say to those people who are your critics who would say, look, they're not being tough enough on these militants. They're not being tough enough on Iran. I would also ask, would they, do they want a broader conflict? Do you want us in a full-scale war? That's uh, C.Q. Brown, the uh, four-star general, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, top military officer in the United States, senior military advisor to the president of the United States, and um, C.Q. Brown, Charles Q. Brown, and, uh, oh, sure, I would ask, well, what do you want, a broader conflict? Um, there's already a broader conflict. And now we're having our two Navy SEALs killed in the Houthi conflict, never recovered their bodies. Now three dead in Jordan, 34 or 36 or 38 wounded. Oh, yeah, what do you want, a broader conflict? You know, you're not supposed to be our chief peacenik. You're the chief military officer, and he's got a uh, kind of a bad attitude political attack on any, say, elected officials in the Senate or the House of Representatives that might be suggesting that it's time to hit Iran, since they're the ones actually doing this. Oh, sure, what do they want? What do they want, a, a broader conflict? Uh, how broad should it be? Right now, it's from the border of Iran all across Iraq, in Jordan, in Syria, in Lebanon, in Israel, in Yemen, on the southern tip of the Saudi Peninsula, sea traffic to the Suez Canal. How much broader can it get, CQ? Period. 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 For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. All right, we have uh, another side about it. We have uh, Republican congressman from Missouri, Eric Burlinson. He was on the television talking about the uh, Biden administration's fecklessness and haplessness and 
This is uh, war through weakness. Yeah, it's also pointing out, you know, we're, we're in a war with Russia, too. And our proxy is Ukraine. Tens and tens of billions of dollars. Republican Congresswoman, uh, Congressman Eric Burlinson. Yeah, I would like to see an ending of this this posture of appeasement from the Biden administration. You know, Reagan once spoke about the fact that um, appeasement only leads to more war, that, that, it, uh, that, that there, it takes away the choice between peace and war and instead replace it with replace it with fight and surrender. Fight and surrender. That's a fact, Jack. Nikki Haley is uh, allegedly, apparently, still running for the presidency of the United States, but I don't think she's going very far. And uh, she was given a speech and talked about the attack on our troops in Jordan. We have to acknowledge the fact that as a military spouse, we lost three of our heroes today. And I will tell you the fact that we lost three and dozens were wounded after 160 attacks on our men and women in the military. It is absolutely shameful. It is absolutely shameful. It is absolutely disgraceful. I've, I've also got Nancy Pelosi for you today because she's got some crazy stuff to say. She, uh, she's accusing people of being Russian collaborators, Putin collaborators. But who this time? Who is it this time that's being accused of being Russian stooges? Got that coming up for you. And we're working on fixing our telephones. You can, you know, you can call in. You can talk to Jasmine, but uh, we're having trouble with the technical portions of this. I've got Mallorca's coming up, Saturday Night Live, lots of stuff. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.